0: Welcome to our regular episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. In this podcast, I'm going to express to you one of the most powerful sentences ever uttered in my humble opinion. It was written, of course, by L. Ron Hubbard, and it is one well worth emblazoning in reverse in letters of fire on the inside of your forehead. In days when life or circumstance seem out of control to you, you are not cause but effect, the data we are going to cover with you now has particular application. So, uh, let's get right into it. Let's clear up a few terms. Now, some of these words may not be the most popular words in the English vocabulary, but we're going to clear them up anyway. The first is the word responsibility. Everybody knows that responsibility is a four-letter word with too many letters. And um, if you're responsible, it means you're probably going to get shot or get in trouble. And it's become uh, less and less popular as uh, it is made unpopular through influence of current mechanistic, I guess you could say, philosophies such as psychiatry and psychology, You know, where they're teaching you that you have no responsibility for anything really. And uh, it's a good track towards enslavement to buy into that. But anyway, let's clear up what Mr. Hubbard's definition is for the term responsibility. There are several, but this is the one I've chosen here for you. And it is from an article on the 29th of October, 1971, written by Mr. Hubbard. The state quality or fact of being responsible, and responsible means legally or ethically accountable for the care or welfare of another, involving personal accountability or ability to act without guidance or superior authority. So these are qualities we like in our employees, for instance, or in our friends, people that are able to act without guidance or superior authority, they are responsible. And then the next line of the definition is being the source or cause of something. This is Uh, A very important aspect of this definition, if you think about it, a person who is responsible for something is the source or cause of it. Now, uh, this idea that one is the source or cause of something seems to be variable in different individuals, and uh, that perspective of responsibility influences a great deal as to whether they are cause or not. So, for instance, you could have uh, a man who goes into a bar after a row with his significant other, and he's sitting down across from the bartender, of course, and says, my wife doesn't understand me. And you can ask yourself at this moment, is he cause or effect in that situation? And clearly, he's expressing himself as an effect point. And you can also ask, is he being responsible or irresponsible in this circumstance or situation? And if you take a look at it, he's not acknowledging himself as a source or cause of it or anything in this situation. He is being the effect point. Now, if he were to walk in there Uh, ask the bartender for a Coke might be a better idea than a whiskey and asks and mentions to the bartender, you know, I failed to communicate effectively to my wife. Now, now ask yourself, is this individual being a source or cause of something? Is he being responsible? And the answer, of course, would be, yes, now he is. Same situation, different level of responsibility about the situation, and this puts him at cause. Okay, so uh, the definition carries on here, capable of making moral or rational decisions on one's own and therefore answerable for one's behavior, able to be trusted or dependent upon, reliable. God, what a great word when you think about it. Wouldn't we love everybody to be responsible, able to be trusted or dependent upon, reliable? Uh, I think it's a word we should definitely bring back as a badass word in our common parlance. Finally, he says here, based upon, this is the final sentence in the definition, based upon or characterized by good judgment or sound thinking. Now, Ron Hubbard. Okay, so that's the word responsibility. The second is another controversial, I dare say, almost dirty word in the minds of some, the word control. Now, control um, is thoroughly covered in the book by Mr. Hubbard, The Problems of Work. And uh, I've been recommending this book throughout this uh, podcast series. And for the love of God, if you haven't bought and read this book yet, then uh, today's the day, okay? If you want uh, to find out where you can buy it, you can write me or us at info at wiseeastus.org. If you don't have it, if you, if you have it, read it. And if you've read it before, read it again. It doesn't take very long, but it thoroughly covers the subject of control. And this definition comes from that book. And Mr. Hubbard says here, the cycle of action of this universe is start, change, and stop. And this is also the anatomy of control. Almost the entire subject of control is summed up in the ability to start, change, and stop one's activities, body, and his environment. L. Hubbard. Okay. So uh, I do a lot of flying, not recently, uh, obviously, but I have no fear of flying. But at the same time, when I walk aboard an airplane, I usually cast a glance to the left and um, assume and hope that that captain knows how to control his aircraft, okay? Um, When I go to my barber, I don't usually fight him when he moves my head to the left or twists it to the right or does this or does that. He is in control. I have no issue with being controlled in those circumstances. And I don't think you would, hopefully not either. I mean, imagine if you're sitting in the barber chair and every time the barber tries to just nudge your chin over uh, two or three inches to the left, you you resist it, you fight it, you know, like, how dare you move my chin, you know? I mean, that's, that's just dumb. So, but if we start talking about control, some people get a little concerned about it, uh, Interestingly enough these individuals resisting control constantly often end up being heavily controlled by their environments you might observe but anyway um there's a lot more data about this in the book problems of work for instance uh it's usually bad control that people uh resent it's not and if you take a look at the term bad control it's an oxymoron uh, either you're controlling something or you're not it, there's no such thing as bad control there is uh efforts to control for bad purposes, and uh, those are not usually very popular, but even there uh, it's very difficult to control people with a bad intention because people don't like bad intentions and purposes, so they won't let themselves be controlled. So usually those bad intentions or purposes are hidden or covert. Again, this is covered in problems of work. need to read that book. But I want you to do a little experiment I want you in a vacant parking lot, make sure it's vacant, no other cars there, middle of the night or whatever, and try to control your car covertly without your car knowing about it, okay? That ain't control either. So covert control is not really control. So control itself is, as Mr. Hubbard says, summed up in the ability to start, change, and stop one's activities, body, and his environment. Can you control your activities? Can you control your body? Can you control your actions? Can you control uh, people have habits? Habits are something that's out of control, you know? So can you control these, these compulsions or obsessions or what have you? Or what about your environment, your boss, your employees? Start, change, and stop. A much more pleasant state of affairs is if... Uh, We were all willing to experience positive, good, positive control, and be willing to exert good, positive control. I think we would end up with uh, an airplane that takes off and lands um, without issues. Okay. So anyways, here's the next term we're going to cover. Last one we're going to cover. It's a reminder on the term dynamics. Because I want each of these episodes to stand on their own, I will review the definition of the dynamics. Once you've read Problems of Work, the next book to read would be Fundamentals of Thought. And this definition is from the book, Fundamentals of Thought. Mr. Robert says, there could be said to be eight urges, drives, impulses in life. These we call dynamics. These are motives or motivations. We call them the eight dynamics. The first dynamic is the urge toward existence as oneself. Here we have individuality expressed fully. This can be called the self-dynamic. The second dynamic is the urge toward existence as a sexual activity. This dynamic actually has two divisions. Second dynamic A is a sexual act itself. And the second dynamic B is a family unit, including the rearing of children. This can be called the sex dynamic. So here are the first two dynamics. You know, people like to operate for the benefit of themselves. Uh, obviously, that's what you're doing when you're getting up and putting on your T-shirt and or taking a shower and looking at yourself in the mirror and make sure you've shaved and all that kind of jazz. First dynamic, second dynamic, pretty explanatory, but um, it's interesting that sometimes you put one dynamic before the other. Okay, so these are first dynamic, second dynamic. Third dynamic is the urge toward existence in groups of individuals. Any group or part of an entire class can be considered to be part of the third dynamic. The school, the society, the town, the nation are each part of the third dynamic, and each one is a third dynamic. This can be called the group dynamic. The fourth dynamic is the urge toward existence as or of mankind, whereas one race would be considered a third dynamic, all the races would be considered the fourth dynamic. This can be called the mankind dynamic. Anyway, I've covered the first four in detail, but uh, just quickly, there's also the fifth dynamic, which is the urge toward existence of the animal kingdom. There is the sixth dynamic, which is the urge toward existence as a physical universe, Seventh dynamic is the urge toward existence as or of spirits. And the finally, the eighth dynamic is the urge toward existence as infinity. This is also identified as a supreme being. So essentially, uh, there is an urge to survive. We call it the dynamic urge to survive. And it can be subdivided into eight categories, which we just outlined here. Okay, so those are the dynamics. Okay, so now let's dig in on this phenomenal article. Uh, That I'm going to cover with you today from Mr. Hubbard entitled The Top Triangle and dated 18 February 1972. Now, many of the discoveries of Mr. Hubbard about life and existence are interestingly enough expressed as three factors that interrelate and can be expressed as triangles. All right, so there's a number of triangles in the subject. And we're, we're going to discuss one he refers to as the top triangle. Doesn't necessarily mean that it is senior to any other triangle, but it is generally expressed when presented with uh, the, another triangle I'm going to discuss with you some other time, not in today's episode, because that's its, that deserves its own episode. Uh, that triangle would be usually expressed as beneath the top triangle. So this is the top triangle. Okay. And he says it is the KRC triangle. The points are K for knowledge, R for responsibility, and C for control. So now he's going to express a relationship. It is difficult to be responsible for something or control something unless you have knowledge of it. How are you going to control something you have no knowledge of? Right. So you have to have knowledge of it. Number one. It is folly to try to control something or even know something without responsibility. You want to, we kind of went over that. You're trying to covertly control your car. Try to drive your car without being responsible for your car. You've probably seen uh, individuals or experienced individuals who won't take responsibility for their automobile. They don't make, they don't uh, ensure that it's always got, you know, its tune ups and the oil is checked and that it's kept clean and so forth. And what happens with these guys? Do they control their cars? Or does a control? Or does a car break down? Do they end up being the effect of their car? So, uh, so he says it's folly to try to control something or even know something without responsibility. It is hard to fully know something or be responsible for something over which you have no control. Otherwise, the result can be an overwhelm. So, if you're going to know something, you'll be responsible for something. You better take it at a point where you can control it as well or you're going to get overwhelmed. He says a being can of course run away from life, blow, that's another way for word for running away from life, blow, and go sit on the backside of the moon and do nothing and think nothing, in which case he would need to know nothing, be responsible for nothing, and control nothing. Doesn't that sound awesome? Not really because he says also, Mr. Robert says, he would also be unhappy and he definitely would be dead so far as himself and all else was concerned. Okay, so this is not a happy state of affairs, to go away from responsibility, to go away from control. It sounds maybe attractive, but try it sometime. Just don't try it for too long. But, you know, try to be totally irresponsible, not control anything, know nothing, and see how happy you are. And he says the road back can be gruesome. You know, you you want to walk back from that irresponsibility level. Don't think it's a big walk in the park. Oh, I've suddenly realized I'm going to be responsible and start being responsible. You're going to take a few, uh, you're going to take a few hits on that road back. And some of it can be pretty gruesome. I speak from a little bit of experience on that. So uh, that said, a good time to start being uh, responsible, uh, start gaining knowledge and control would be right this instant. I wouldn't put it off till Monday. Uh, Actually, today probably is Monday. But I wouldn't put it off till next week. Say, I'll start being responsible next week. I'll start studying next week. I'll start trying to control things better next week. Start now. There's always going to be an excuse not to start. Start now. So then he gives you this incredible formula. He says, the route up from death or apathy or inaction. So I want you to mock up or have an idea of Some area in your life where you're kind of in apathy about it. Like, I don't know what to do about this. Here's a situation. I just don't know what to do. Get get that fixed in your mind because you're going to, we're going to do a live demo with this, a demonstration, okay? He says the route up from death or apathy or inaction is to know something about it. Okay, so I'm going to take an example and it's going to be a marriage. Okay, that's not going that great. Okay, and here's the husband and he's decided he's going to get the cause on this. He's going to get this thing going better. So he's going to do this. So right up from death or apathy or inaction is to know something about it. Well, he says to himself, I know when I leave my laundry on the floor, um, my wife isn't too happy about it, tends to upset her. Okay. Well, he doesn't, he knows something about it now, right? That's something he knows. Take some responsibility for the state one is in and the scene. Okay. So now he's got to ask himself, well, what responsibility can I take for this? I guess I don't have to leave my laundry on the floor. You know, I probably could throw it in the hamper. You know, I can take responsibility for that. She's not only a gun to my head to throw it on the floor. I mean, I can throw it in the hamper. And control oneself to a point where some control is put into the scene to make it go right. Okay, so I'm going to now get myself under control and I'm going to now, from now on, I'm going to put my laundry in the hamper. Now, has he solved his marriage? Yes or no? No, he hasn't solved his marriage, probably. Please don't use that tone with me. I didn't use any tone with you. Okay, don't deny using a tone. But has it improved? Yes, it's now made a step Incremental step in the right direction, hasn't it? So then he goes on to say this. Mr. Trevor goes on, and he says, then know why it went wrong. Yeah, you know, probably not a good idea to do these things that annoy her. Take responsibility for it. You know, I don't have to do these things to annoy her. In fact, I probably do it a bit to annoy her and control it enough to make it go more toward an ideal scene. Okay, I'm going to start controlling myself a little bit better on this. And he goes, Mr. Harper goes on and says, little by little, one can make anything go right by increasing knowledge on all dynamics. Here's your three steps. Increasing knowledge on all dynamics. Increasing responsibility on all dynamics. Increasing control on all dynamics. How about that? And Mr. Aubrey says, if one sorts out any situation one finds oneself in on this basis, he will generally succeed. What an incredible formula. Take Take whatever circumstance you're staring at right now that you're in an action about or you're in apathy about and do these three things. Increase your knowledge on it. Increase your responsibility on it. Increase your control on it. They will follow like bam, bam, bam. Okay? And it will move more toward an ideal scene. He says, when one corner is increased, the other two also rise. Just pick your corner. The sequence he's giving here is knowledge, responsibility, control, knowledge, responsibility, control. Like do that over and over and you will see all three points of this triangle go up and listen to this, okay? Because this, you know, you get this idea, I got to make it huge. I got to make these big, vast changes to go towards the ideal scene. He's not saying that. He's saying little by little, okay? And then he gives this sentence. Okay, this is the sentence I want you to pay attention to. He says, by inching up each corner of the KRC triangle, bit by bit, inches, bit by bit. Okay, you don't have to take these lion strides, just bit by bit, but just do it, you know, move it in the direction of the ideal scene. By inching up each corner of the KRC triangle, bit by bit, comma, Ignoring the losses. What do we normally do with our losses? You know what you do with your losses. You hold them close to your bosom. You show them to all your friends. You never let them go. Right? Don't we all do this? You know, you're talking to some cat, he's telling you about something that happened, you know, where this woman, you know, ruined his life or this guy ruined her life or whatever. And you go, wow, that's really horrible. Like, when did this happen? 30 years ago. 30 years ago? Like, hey, maybe we should let that go. Like, who's ruining his life? Is it the woman? He doesn't even know where she is anymore. They, they haven't talked in 30 years. How could she be ruining his life? He's ruining his life. That's who's ruining his life. Okay? He says, ignoring the losses. And then he says, and making the wins firm. What do we do with our wins? What wins? Did I have a win? yeah, yeah. You wrote me this success story last week about how your income has doubled and, you know, you're getting along better with your friends and, oh yeah, yeah. Oh no. I almost forgot about that. What do you mean you almost forgot about that? Like make the wins firm. We we ignore our wins. That's what we do. I have members, you know, the average person in the industry maybe does, you know, with their office, maybe does 30, 35,000 a month, you know, and this guy's doing 180,000 a month, you know, did that in a period of um, using Hubbard management, maybe three or four months he's up to 180,000 a month and you know he's telling you about this and he's telling you about that problem and it's kind of like hey man like take some wins like nobody's doing what you're doing how many guys do what you do you're in the top you know five percent of your profession now you know oh yeah I guess you're right what do you mean I guess you're right anyway so this is unfortunately that's why Mr. Hubbard probably has to spell it out for us like this he says by inching up each corner of the KRC triangle Bit by bit, ignoring the losses and making the wins firm, a being at length discovers his power and command of life. Wow. You walk away with one sentence in this lifetime. Take this one with you. By inching up each corner of a KRC triangle, bit by bit, by bit, ignoring the losses, and making the winds firm, a being at length discovers his power and command of life. Just use this triangle. You take this triangle, you address these circumstances in your life where you are effect, where you are a victim, can we say that? You are at effect, you are a victim, okay? Would you rather be at the victim end of the thing, or at the cause point of the thing? This is your triangle. This. If you apply this formula, if you apply these steps, you can come to cause. He says, if one sorts out any situation one finds oneself in on this basis, he will generally succeed. If you just use this, okay, step it up on knowledge, responsibility, control, you will find yourself at the cause point. Okay, so there you have it, top triangle. Remember to ignore your losses. Make the winds firm. Use inches bit by bit. By right? inching up each corner of the KRC triangle bit by bit, ignoring the losses and making the winds firm, a being at length discovers his power and command of life. So there you have it. So um, that wraps it up for today's episode. I hope this uh, electrified you. I hope you found this useful. And I hope, above all, that you will use this in your endeavors, to move yourself up to cause across your dynamics, not just for self, but also for family, groups, and mankind. Or could mankind use some help right now? So stepping up your KRC uh, in the area of the fourth dynamic would be highly, highly appreciated. In fact, I would welcome originations from any of you. Any interest you have in getting involved with anything that's going to improve things on the fourth dynamic? At times like this, uh, we all think about that. So you feel free to originate on that score as well. Also, any problems you're running into with your group or your business or anything you're running into, uh, we don't care. We're uh, we're we're into helping. So you got a family situation? I've helped many of my members with family situations, with personal situations, with health situations. If we don't have the answers, we generally, through our communication lines, we have others who might or who do. So if we can't help you, you can probably tell you someone who can. So don't hesitate to write us at info at wiseeastus.org. There's now a link on this uh, page, so you can click on that and just write us an email. Let us know how you're doing. Give us your wins. Uh, We've been getting great. We love it. You know, we got another great one this morning when we walked in uh, from a member up in Canada. Certainly enjoyed reading that. So um, send in your wins, send in your questions. We're here to help. And um, well, that's it for today. And we'll talk to you again soon.